Welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Matt at Arms, and we're here to remind everyone that Hearthstone is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. Luckily, we are joined tonight by the wonderful voice you just heard. Welcome, Matt at Arms. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, I'm glad to be here when we're so young and fresh and new and not jaded yet. <laughs> Indeed. You forgot to say how awesome I am. You may you are- in the show up there. says, yeah. Dano is awesome. We have to do that every Okay. Yes. Dano, you're awesome and amazingly handsome. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So first things first, tea with Finley. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? Do you want to start us off, Matt? Sure. So uh, this week in Hearthstone for me, I reached rank five pretty early in this month, and I've been kind of hanging out there playing fun stuff like Plot Twist Warlock because it's bad and fun. Uh, Varisa Secret Hunter because it's I like playing with legendaries that are bad and Conjure Cyclone Mage because it's a good deck and also very fun and sometimes can just dominate a game. Tried some wild when the right try to get the back, back up to rank five there, but Barnes and Cyclone Mage there makes me want to cut myself. <laughs> and then, um, when I haven't been doing that, it's been a lot of Dota Underlords because that game rules. Great. Yeah, I, uh, there's nothing more fun than running against a Warlock and having them skip turns one and two because like, all right, plot twist, here comes an easy W. <laughs> I love that deck so much, especially turn seven when I can drop a Dollmaster Dorian and just get a bunch of 1-1 one, one little dudes to come up and uh, ruin somebody's day. Yeah, I the first time I played against Plot Twist, I was like, oh, Dollmaster, what, what is their goal here? And I couldn't quite get to it to make it like – to kill it. I didn't prioritize it. I'm like, well, I've almost got lethal here. I'll just I've got two turn here set up. I'll just, I'll let it be. And then we'll see what happens. And that was a mistake. <laughs> it was I'll, really I'll, to watch. I'll leave plot twist to you guys. It's so much more entertaining <laughs> for me to watch it get played correctly than have that hand and be like, I have no idea what to do with this. Oh no, I just beat it. I don't play it. I do. <laughs> um, it's, it's a deck that needs a lot of love and it's not giving any makes me feel sad. Well, thank you for being a trooper. Yeah, we take take one for the team. We all appreciate it. So I crashed and burned hard this week. I was uh, one star rank three and in like just an epic like losing streak crashed all the way to the rank five floor with Mech Hunter and with Freeze Mage and then Aggro Shaman, just nothing worked. And it was just lost, 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 lost. Didn't tilt, which I was very proud of myself. I did play poorly a little bit towards the end, just from kind of like whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was it was still fun. Just lost and lost and lost to many types of that token druid, control warrior, the hunter mirror. It was it was a good time. Not gonna lie. So I uh, I was able to push up to uh, rank one three stars in wild on EU. And then I lost like 14 straight games or something. Um, I'm, I'm stuck at three now on NA and EU. And I'm also packing, moving this week, starting a new job next week. So I really haven't had a lot of time to put into uh, ladder at all. A couple brawl games, but that's it. But I did listen to Dan uh, and learn how to play better because he's an amazing, handsome, excellent person. And we're blessed to know him. It's a gift. Oh, you guys, this is just, oh, it's all true. I really appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. So nice that you guys just kind of stating this on your own without any sort of prompting. No provocation whatsoever. <laughs> None. I mean, who would do that? That would just be ridiculous. 
All right, so now it is time to eat our hearth burgers. The hearth burger is a sandwich created by Hearth the Innkeeper to get rid of meat that had gone a little sour. A hearth burger is two ingredients, sandwiching a not so good ingredient. Me hungry, you yummy. So Mad at Arms, what is your first good ingredient? So I gotta give a uh, wonderful top bun to uh, the Trollden episode that came out today, 453. At about 8 minutes and 11 seconds in, there was a beautiful, glorious Black Hal Gunspire OTK, which he, of course, puts the 1812 Overture. After watching it, I had to stand at my desk, uh, <laughs> my hand over my heart, rewind the video back, and watch it again because it was just absolutely beautiful. And the best part of it, the deck list was on the right side of the screen. So, yeah, I, I did not see that until this was in the show notes and I watched it like three times. That was, I still need to do a little more analysis on the odds there, but that, that uh, bouncing blade was just incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet and I'm going to have to watch it when I'm done here. We'll definitely link to it in the show notes as well. So, all right. So my first good and tasty ingredient is, is the new expansions almost here. I have something like 4,000 gold saved up. The, the changes that Team 5 made to the, the quests, what was it, about a year ago now or whatever, is just, they've just been awesome. Like, it's just, the, the game is just better and more fun to play. Like I get on, I see a quest that I don't like, I can read the re-roll it, which is what we've always been able to do. You can almost always guarantee something interesting. Now, it's not just like, oh, find three wins with Priest. Oh, great. So now I have to go play in casual and lose five or six times to find this three wins with this impossible class. So I just really have been appreciating that. And then I complete my quests almost every day. I get 30, 30, 31 quests completed every month and just really been racking up the gold. So I really appreciate that. Just quality of life changes to the game since I started, you know, a couple of years ago. Just absolutely awesome. Uh, I, I know we're not going to focus on this, but, but I give my top bun to uh, brawls that you don't have to build a deck for. Um, especially when pressed for time this week, being able to just open it up and pop the button and go right in is, is always really nice. Uh, it's, it is nice to get to experiment with different stuff in the brawl sometimes, but not having to do anything and squeeze out a couple quick games is always great. Oh, amen to that, right? Like the, the pre-built decks, deck brawls are just the best. Like I, nothing gets me down more than like logging in and really have to make a deck for this brawl. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I just kind of want to play it and get my free pack. And on the deck building ones, like you really have to get in your fun in like the first day or so because yeah. they get solved pretty quick. Yeah, that's that's I love the deck building brawls when they come around, but God, day three on those are are brutal and I hate them. Oh, I wait till the end of the brawl and then I just either ask somebody or Google what the deck is to play and then I just do that. I don't even I don't even try really anymore because I'm not that great of a deck builder. Like I don't see those lines all the time, so it's like somebody else do the work for me. All right, so how about some sour meat? All right, so the frozen part of this hot pocket. Uh, <laughs> why, why do they print a ten drop that, in my opinion, is completely unplayable in a deck? But if you get it off Conjurer's Calling or whatever else generates random ten drops, it's completely busted. You know, like this. How about we have something again, like bring back something like some amazing ten mana ten ten with a really or ten ten mana six six with a really strong battle cry that you kind of have to build your deck around and the attack grows as you play minions that buff this ten is uh 
old god, maybe. That'd, that'd be great. But no, 10 mana, 10, 10 with a reborn and divine shield that is impossibly sticky to kill. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that design. No, you're totally wrong, my friend. It's a day one craft for me. Like, I'm crafting that before (laughs) I open any packs. Like, that's going, first thing I'm doing is I'm crafting that, and I'm putting it in my freeze mage, and I'm putting Geppetto Joy Buzz back in my freeze mage, and I'm playing that first day out of the the gate. Uh, Very excited about that minion. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's a big, dumb thing that does a big, dumb thing. It's perfect. Uh, so I think the edible edge of this frozen part is the fact that at least in wild, the decks that people are talking about putting this in are uh, druid and something else before priests because it's it doesn't even it looks at first like a another big priest cheese thing, but uh, it doesn't really quite fit, and they've got other more powerful stuff anyway. So at least it's not more fodder for that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's one thing where it's like I initially thought big priest. I'm like, no, no, they don't want this. It's it just doesn't do anything else. Yeah, it doesn't bit, generate spells. It doesn't. Doesn't have taunts. It doesn't have taunt. It doesn't have life steal. They don't want this. Yeah, this is a big dumb thing that's perfect for conjurer's calling. Right? It's just perfect. It's like it's made for conjurer's calling. It's it's wonderful. I'm very. We excited. just need a spell that's like the Hearthstone equivalent of fling and magic, where you throw the minion at at their face instead of actually. They they, they they printed that for a single player. Thing where you literally flung your cards at the opponent's face. Oh, what was that? One of the the PVE that was, runs. That was probably like I think it was either Monster Hunt or the original Dungeon Run. I'm not sure. Yeah, we just need it in standard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, my sour. It's the end of the expansion, and people are starting to complain about the meta or claiming a hearthstone is dead and oh no it's not in the top 10 of twitch it's the end of the expansion like we're a, what a week away at this point like yeah no one's paying attention to no one's paying attention to to hearthstone that, that's how it goes every single expansion it's the peak views are at the beginning of the expansion they trail off towards the end and then you have the new expansion they pop back up again Auto chess is not taking over for Hearthstone. And it's okay that streamers are streaming more than just Hearthstone. The meta seems really, really good for me. I just think it's funny the game's already dead, but the cards that are coming out are also going to kill it. And Mark Rosewater's been trying to kill Magic for 20 years, so I, I think we've got a ways to go before we're <laughs> grave. Yeah, th- for me, I've been here since Naxxramas, and this is the best meta we've had since Ungoro, in my opinion. Like, Angaro, when it first came out, and actually near the middle part of Angaro was amazing, especially with Gunther Mage, Gunther Freeze Mage. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That that deck ruled, and it was the best part of the game before Druid Stone and before Knights of the Frozen Throne. Like, I think that was where, like, the sweet spot was. I go further back. I think this is the best meta since before everyone knew Yogg was busted old gods, right? The first like month or so of old gods when like no one really was playing with Yogg because they thought it was terrible. That meta, this is as good as that meta where it's just a whole bunch of fun decks to play. And this lasted the entire expansion for the most part. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just, yeah, well, it's, I'll talk about that more in a little bit here. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to tailgate on, on your point with my bad was... Uh, because it's end of the meta fatigue, I just 
try and stay completely away from Reddit because it's an echo chamber and, and it really exacerbates that, like that fatigue or the feel bad. And it's really not as bad if you're doing it on your own and not letting everybody tell you how terrible it is. So games are supposed to be fun. Focus on the game, enjoy it for yourself, make your own decisions about it. And if you're not having fun, just don't play. Like there's no reason to play. If you're not having fun, take a week break. Like that is a pers- that is a reasonable thing to do. You don't have to play a game every single day to love the game. It's just, if you're stuck with it, then take a break. That's okay. It took, That's almost, it took six months. It was the best thing I could have done. All right. Uh, what's your last good there, Matt? All right. The final flavor, flavorful crust bit here. Uh, I got to give huge props to uh, the Chinese uh, esports scene over there. They are actually bringing the first woman Hearthstone Grandmaster to BlizzCon finals this year. Uh, Leun won the Chinese Grandmaster playoffs over there. And it's the first woman to appear in a major final since by Zay in like 2017 HCT. So uh, yeah, more representation, more cool people, more awesome people like outside of pasty white dudes is a, is a good thing. As a pasty white dude, I agree. I can't really beat that because that's spot on, but my, my best good is the class balance right now is incredible. You know, there's four class, you can play four or five classes right now and be competitive really with just about any deck out there. You just, you don't have to play one or two classes. And in some of these classes, there are multiple archetypes, not just multiple decks with like one or two card changes, but like actual different archetypes to play. There's three hunter decks. There's two warrior, multiple ways to play, um, token druid right now, uh, different ways to play shaman. It's just a really incredible meta. I hope they can follow up with the next expansion with this, but I mean, serious kudos to team five with this entire expansion. It's been just awesome. Agreed. I don't think things have been solved yet. I have, I was playing a self damage zoo warlock last night and having an absolute blast and doing very well with it. <laughs> Well, and I, this was, I was thinking this was a shower thought the other night was, or other day, was, it seems that they're actually trying to make multiple archetypes for every single class, like intentional archetypes where you have a more aggressive archetype and a more controlling archetype. And you can really pick that out for Lucent Bark and Token Druid, right? Bomb Hunter and Control, I'm sorry, Bomb Warrior and Control Warrior, Beast Hunter and Mech Hunter. Uh, you have your do nothing shaman and then your aggro shaman and your murloc shaman. Like you really can just pick and play the game however you want right now, as long as what you want isn't priest, which I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 like, that's, that's the other thing. Like set, like, but like seven of nine classes are represented and represented well in the last vicious syndicate report. That's never happened. No, never. It used to and, be like, if you think like back to like the old, you know, esports scene right it was always kind of like what's the fourth deck they're gonna bring right because there's three really solid decks everyone's bringing these same three decks and what's the fourth one they're gonna bring like if you think if we went back and did didn't have specialists right now that's that's, which is the biggest bummer about this if we weren't using specialists for esports just think of the deck variety we could actually have in the game oh last hero standing right now would be amazing last hero standing was a lot was when i played in thls season was amazing uh, yeah. I've played a bunch of Conquest recently, and Conquest has been 
absolutely amazing. I love Conquest in this movie. Oh, this would be incredible with both Conquest and Last Girl Standing because of the variety and the instead of being forced to bring one class and trying to like, you know, change that one class up a little bit, you could, people would actually be able to experiment. It's just, it's the, honestly the biggest bummer right now is they went with just the wrong type of, of style for the esports this year, I think. They complete bust. But the game is an incredible spot. Yeah, it's um, great meta. Well done. All right, and to put my uh, cheesy garlic bread top piece on, uh, it might be a little bit of a cop-out, but even only three episodes in, taking time to, to find the thing to complain about and, and being able to bring up things like the meta and balance and, and all these different things that are viable. I love this game. It's great. It's, it's incredible. It's beautiful still. And it gives us plenty of stuff to talk about like this. So A+. plus. Yep. So all three of us are filthy casuals. Each week we roll a D20 and pick a rank between 1 and 20 and then talk about the meta at that specific rank. One day I'll be a real knight. This week we are going to talk about the rank 12 meta. I swear I rolled a D20, even though I forgot to roll it um, on the podcast. I will, I will do it this week if these two remind me to do it. So... Tier one is Seeker Hunter on the top of 57%, Control Warrior 56%, Mech Hunter 55%, and Token Druid 55%. I thought we could talk about Token Druid because it has game against all of these decks. I think it has the highest win rate against the other meta decks on HS Replay, which isn't gospel, but it's good enough and it's to actually kind of dive into a little bit and see what makes the deck tick, so... All right, we'll go through. Uh, we've got your uh, Acorn Pair, Mecharoo, uh, Dreamway Guardians, your early start. Uh, you've got some stuff to keep the board sticky, like your uh, Soul of the Forest. There's Snip Snap and, and Microtech Controller that are spitting out more tokens. Um, your Blessing and Power of the Wild buffs. Uh, Forest Sade, which I was I thought was such a stupid card, and it's just that huge reload gives this so much comeback potential. Yeah, and what I like most about this deck is it is dirt cheap to make. Like, so this, the, the, the deck I have in the show notes here has two forest aids. The deck I've been playing on ladder only has one. And I, you, if you don't want to craft an epic, you don't have to. You could just add a second harvest golem, add another sticky mech, something like that, and you'll be just fine. My favorite part of this deck, no, wisp, no uh, wisp, or the format of wisp for every Whispering card. Woods. I yeah. hate that card. Yeah. I every time I see that in a token druid deck, I want I take it out. I put something else in that doesn't suck. That, that card is slow. It doesn't fit this archetype at all. And if you put it have it in your deck, take it out and put something in. Like put Explodinator in. That card's better. Yeah, one thing that the deck I listed here in the show notes is missing is it is missing Zilliax. So you could cut one of the forest aids for a Zilliax, because at this point I assume everybody has crafted Zilliax. It's just it's Doctor Five. It goes in every deck. And with the number of mechs you have in this deck, you're almost always going to have something sticking on the board. So having that with Zilliax is just a really great heal. So I'd almost I, take out the Harvest Golem for the Zilliax personally. But. Oh, Harvest Golem is a good... I play, with, I play it in both my, my Token Druid and my Mech Hunter. It's just a solid three drop. It, it's just good. Like It's not the best, but it's definitely not bad. It's a poor man's snip snip. It is, really, right? So I think if I were going to cut, I would cut a Forest Aid. It's our first Reborn minion. 
<laughs> yes, yes, it is. But they won't change the. It's a. It's a keyword, and keywords are only used once every expansion. Then they go away forever, unless you use Echo. Unless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, positive win rate against every deck in the meta uh, for what HS replay says, including Control Warrior. I play Control Warrior against this deck. I don't know that it actually has a 55% win rate against control warrior, but well, it's the biggest thing is that eight mana spell. Yeah. Eight mana twin spell is exactly why warrior has a problem with this deck. Yeah. And it might be the difference between having one or two, right? Cause I have one in my deck right now and it just mm-hmm. doesn't make a big difference, but having the two, so having like almost like guaranteed in your hand towards the mid game might be the big difference. So I think that's yeah, a good point. Yeah. The second one puts them at, puts you, puts them out of the range of the second brawl. And the second um, warpath. Warpath. Those are the those are the cards you really need to like bait out as much as you can when you're playing Doga Druid and against uh, Warrior. So Mech does have a pretty poor win rate against Mech Paladin. Mech Paladin just does a better job of everything than you do. If you're playing the Token Druid, they're gonna make they're gonna build real tall mechs, punching the face, and then when you kill them, they're just gonna bring them back with Kangors. It is what it is. Don't get tilted when they beat you. All right. That's all I've got. You guys, anything else for the uh, Filthy Casuals this week? No, I think that's uh, pretty well covers it. Mm-hmm. All right. Time for the rope. Oh, I love that fuse thing. All right. Today, Dano and Matt at Arms are going head to head in the rope to determine which is the better one and which one is Matt at Arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good day for me. <laughs> Whoa. Versus Bulls. <laughs> is, that, is that your best ever or your worst ever? Probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot quieter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> All right, moving right along anyway. Ignore that. <laughs> Question one in our recent Hearthside chat video, Extraordinary Evil, Rise of Shadows, Chad Nervig said, Lackeys don't stop here either. This is a year-long mechanic, so look forward to more lackeys and more cards that generate them. Does Team 5 need to print new lackey cards to balance their power level? So when I put this question into the show notes today, they hadn't released a new lackey yet. So there is a new lackey that has been printed. And I think people are assuming it's the only one they're going to print this expansion, but we're not sure yet. Um, I'll take my 75 seconds first. I think they need to print a bad lackey. I think the 1-3 with taunt lackey is not bad. I think it makes them the little tokens harder to kill. I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing rogue, you want to get this. If you have a large board, because you can just trade more with, with your little, with your, your little tokens. I think it's good. So I really think team five needs to print a very specific lackey. I think it needs to be red shirt lackey. So one, one for one that uh, battle cry is deal two damage to itself. I think it's perfect. <laughs> There's probably ways to abuse that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the new lackey. I think the new lackey is actually in the C tier of lackeys. I think it's right there with witchy lackey and uh, actually the rush lackeys in the B tier, but like witchy lackey and this and the new lackey, the, what's his name? The Titanic lackey, sorry, is, um, is probably in the C tier of lackeys, and I think they actually did a good job of actually introducing a not so good lackey. And 
Actually, I don't think there's. it should be a self-kill lackey. I think it should be a <laughs> vanilla 1-1 lackey that's just called worthless lackey. Called Patches lackey? Yeah, just a worthless <laughs> lackey. Yeah, or Pat, just call it Patches. Just, <laughs> like you have this, it does nothing. It only really is good for like procking Togwaggle. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, fair enough. Question two. Uh, all five plagues have been released. Now we have all of them. We have Plague of Flames, a one-mana warlock spell. Destroy all your minions and destroys a random minion for a random enemy minion for each of yours that was destroyed. We have Plague of Wrath, a five-mana warrior spell that destroys all damaged minions. We have Plague of Murlocs, a three-mana shaman spell that transforms all minions into random murlocs. And we have Plague of Madness, a one-mana rogue spell that equips each player with a 2-2 poisonous knife. And the first one we had revealed, Plague of Death, a nine-mana priest spell that silences and destroys all minions. So rate them. Which ones are you most excited to play with? Which ones are maybe not so hot? What do you think about them? Dana? So on a scale of most excited to play to least excited to play, um, Cannot wait to play Plague of Murlocs. I think turning a bunch of 8-8s and a bunch of mechs into Murlocs sounds like a ton of fun. And then just playing it in a Murloc deck is is good, right? You already have a board full of Murlocs, so maybe you get more interesting Murlocs. Who knows? So I, I think Plague of Murlocs is going to be a lot of fun and really good. The second one I'm most excited about, even though it's probably the worst, is Plague of Death. I like the idea of Plague of Death. Silence and destroy all minions is really good because it really does just wreck death rattles. The problem is it costs nine. So yeah, you're clearing their board, but then your turn's over. You can't reload that board, right? Because the spell costs so much. So you clear their board and then they get to build again and you're the same spot you were the turn before. So Plague of Death is a bad card, but the idea of it, I, I really like and I will definitely try to make it work. Uh, Plague of Flames is my third most... Uh, Third one I'm most interested in playing. Destroy all your minions for each one. Destroy a random enemy minion. Costs one. I think this could uh, really... I'm almost out of time. <laughs> I think it could be really interesting and fun. Uh, then Plague of Madness. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And then Plague of Wrath is just sleep with the fishes, right? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of agree with you that Plague of Death is probably this not the worst one, if not the second worst one. Uh, Plague of Madness is the absolute worst card in this uh, grouping. Uh, it's a bad, it's a weapon that basically gives your opponent initiative for two turns, and that's not a good thing. Uh, Plague of Murlocs is probably the best one, and probably the most interesting, and something I could, you know, especially if the Priest actually does become good, which it looks like it is, uh, it will be solid. Plague of Wrath is um, is good. It's one of the, but it has the Lord Godfrey issue where Warrior already does something very similar to this already. So why do we need to do, keep doing it some more? So will it see play? Probably not. Plague of Flames, I think, is the most powerful one, especially if you can uh, get a board of tokens, which is pretty easily to do if you are actually running reform scheme and doing this it's almost like an equality concentrate if you can kill two or three minions both with that it's pretty good 
And for all of these, the animations just rule. Except for me with Plague of Madness. I haven't seen that one. But yeah. And the, you, you won't ever see Plague of Madness because who's going to play that card? I mean, I'm going to try it, but... I know, you're excited about it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm excited about it. But it, it just makes me think of um, like Weapons Project uh, into Harrison. Yeah. I, mean, I, I see no other utility. You're exactly right about the initiative, and it's, it's just... Unless you, you're playing a token thing and a 2-2 knife taking out a 1-1 doesn't really matter, but yeah. It's it's bad. It's 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 like, I wish they went with the original design, which I'm not sure where I saw this or I read this, but it was a five mana give every minion poisonous. Oh god, that would be disgusting. Yeah. It'd be weird, right? That'd have been like amazing, but I don't but like, yeah, I understand why they went this direction over the, like with, with the card as opposed to the original direction. How would that even you play work? that and then priest plays plague of death and entirely waste their turn because there was no need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too bad about plague of death. Even if it cost eight, you know, then you could at least get something on the board, but nine, it's just impossible, right? There's just no way to gain initiative. So what have you done? Nothing. You just delayed a turn. Eh, I'm bummed about that card costing so much. All right, so why so salty? Each week we surf Reddit, accept quote, friend, unquote requests, and read the comment sections of YouTube to ask Hearthstone fans, why are you so salty? So this one comes from Reddit, and I'm going to read it in the best Reddit voice I can. Does anyone else think the new set feels really uninspired? I know we haven't seen all the cards yet, but the ones I've shown so far just seem kind of boring. I don't mean the new Reno. Reborn is just a specific death rattle. Seems like synergies won't be very different from what has already been done by death rattle. Unlike previous expansions, there really isn't a card that seems unique or at all. New at all, Baku, legendary weapons, spells, spellstones, etc. Maybe Hearthstone is just starting to run out of unique combinations of cards and effects. If something isn't done to dramatically change or improve the gameplay, it could be become an endless rehash of old cards. I'm glad the story and art are improving. I really like the year-long story, but the gameplay is just not keeping up. Thoughts? Worst expansion ever. <laughs> it's just all wrong, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's like so yeah, they, they've introduced two new things, the plagues and reborn. And reborn, yeah, it functions as a death rattle but it's not a death rattle and it has it has a different effect than death rattle um and so that the joke before about um the harvest golem being like the first reborn minion um because it's not a death rattle it has really interesting tension with death rattle synergies and that's a, a design space that they found instead of giving let's give every minion in the set this specific death rattle making it its own mechanic kind of opens up design space where you can get interesting stacks of interactions and stuff mm-hmm. and reddit and the world is notoriously bad at evaluating stuff before it gets into your hand and on the battlefield so i you know i'm really curious to see this before we write off anything uh that harshly but uh i think it's a a, a neat space to try and get some new play style in and because of the synergies with death rattle that have already been built into the game some of these cards are just unprintable if it's a death rattle but when it's reborn a new keyword, you can do uh, certain things with it that you couldn't do if it was a death rattle because of, 
stuff like Nazoth, right? So, or like, you know, Play Dead. Some of these cards you just cannot make because of different death rattle synergies that already exist. So by making a separate keyword, you have opened up design space like Magooch says. Yeah, that 10, 10 drop, uh, if that was a death rattle and Nazoth, that would be... Uh, be it would be amusing, but it would be disgusting. Yeah, it would be absolutely gross. I think this guy actually has a point for like the previous expansion, Rise of Shadows. They, yeah, they did. Oh, throwback cards, and they brought back some older mechanics. And I felt like, really, we're going to have Omega again, and I hate that card. But like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're bringing back stuff that they really didn't need. Like, okay, I understand they're bringing back from their previous versions, but. It's like okay, we're redoing this, and it's not a lot. None of them are none of them are that are that great, except for the one. And I hate that card. Yeah, I, I don't even hate that idea on its own, but I think we're a little young to have. Agreed. This is like the episode two clip show kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this is this. Yeah, this is this is like yeah, this is actually yeah. I that's actually the way I was thinking about like this feels like ep- like season two shades of gray TNG. That's what it felt like. The episode where Riker gets With hit. Riker? Riker? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. We do a clip show. That's what, that's what Rise of Shadows kind of felt like. But and so We all just but, got outed as another kind of nerd, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also the fact that it's still one of the best metas we've had. It was a ton of fun, except for Omega Devastator. I hate that card. Laser Yeti's a bummer, Laser right? Yeti, I hate that card. Oh, and God. the other thing, too, is just because design on paper isn't huge and flashy and like a marquee screaming at you. It doesn't mean the gameplay itself isn't going to be interesting. Not every card has to have a huge animation or a fancy keyword or do seven things. You can just have some solid baseline good cards that mm-hmm. interact well with a lot of other stuff. And can we just, I think we can, can we just all stop being critical of the game before even all the cards are released? Like, I mean, I remember, okay, Inspire came out. Everyone's like, oh, Inspire's going to break the game. No, it was awful. And, oh, no, Hunter Quest. Hunter Quest is going to break the game. We're going to stop playing the game. No, Hunter right, Quest was garbage. Like, what? <laughs> like, until until these cards are played, just kind of wait. It's hard for me to do as well, but they're doing good work. I don't think there's any reason to be too hypercritical. So. Yeah, and not to be, you know, super snarky, but I – Let's see uh, what you've got in terms of design. And, and you know, not that you maybe couldn't be incredible for anyone that wants to do that. Um, but, you know, put some effort into it first and really see what the constraints are in design space before you just say everything's crap. And I used to say everything's crap. And then I kind of started thinking about it. And then it got a lot more fun, right? So I get it. Like everyone kind of spends time in the everything is crap phase. Um, but hopefully... Hopefully we kind of move on from there. And, and the stuff that is crap and the stuff that ended up being like really bad, when you do it, when you play those cards in Dollar and Heist or Dungeon Run or whatever, and you make a really broken deck out of it, that stuff is fun. Well, or when you just confuse somebody on the ladder enough to eke out a couple, exactly. a couple extra points and they're like, that is what, fun. what just happened? Bad cards are amazing. We talk about purify, like both of these guys can attest to the meltdown I had in various discords and slacks about purify. And it is hands down one of my top five favorite cards of all time. And one of my top five favorite decks in silence priest, I loved purify. And if priest had a purify type card right now, 
with where you had like the card draw plus the silence effect, I think you would see silence priest just kind of get those extra couple win percentage points to be a low tier two deck. I think it's almost there, but you are missing the card draw. So you're forced to play cards like Acolyte of Pain, which really don't fit the, with the deck real well, but you need it for the, for the card draw. Uh, I mean, Purify was great. It was a, it was a perfect card. It fit really well into the silence priest decks. It wasn't, great deck but it was fun as all get out so yeah we all that was a great meltdown to watch not just you in particular i mean reddit as a whole that was wonderful oh that was it it spawned the greatest hearthstone meme ever meme ever created the unicorn priest the purity of the cards (laughs) oh oh yeah (laughs) that is the greatest hearthstone meme ever generated it it and the purify did that and i thank purify just for that meme and also silence priest. Oh, I miss purify. It was perfect. Right. It was the meltdown was incredible. And I remember putting it in that deck for the first time and being like, Oh man, I'm going to eat my words here. And I did. I loved that card. I loved that deck, but I had a just absolute meltdown about priest and about purify. <laughs> but it takes, Question. it takes a, a big man, a handsome big man to talented. Now the question is, <laughs> Would Silence Priest be good with a three mana four eight in it? Oh yeah, that would obviously help as well, right? Would, would, like, it, would that make it the best deck in the format? I actually would make it a really like okay, a tier two deck then. I think the I think I I think Bulgur Homunculus or whatever the heck it was called. There's a what four mana five six right now, and there's a three mana three mana four eight. Yeah, yeah it the, was. Yeah, there the three mana four eight, right? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that uh, especially with plant or something. Yeah, Mungus Razor Leaf. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, nice. And then like, and yeah, throw a, and then next turn throw that Rager on it. Now that has does that takes mm-hmm. its health. Oh my god! Yeah, that that okay, I might be building this in wild now. <laughs> I've tried. I tried when I first came back when I was playing wild, and it just didn't work because wild's broken. And yeah. uh, I, I want to play my old decks that I enjoyed when they were in standard, not necessarily like good wild decks. And oh, so wild is just not good for me. So I tried Stealth Rogue too. It doesn't, doesn't work, which just breaks my heart. Give me a quest. We kind of blundered and we kind of changed things up. We've uh, shifted our recording schedule. So we really didn't get a chance to dive deep into the Highlander quest from last week. Although uh, Dana here experimented a bit if there's anything you care to share. I didn't even, I didn't play anything because I was part of the rules, no playing with anything. But as soon as I got off done recording the last episode, I did put together a warrior and it looked pretty crap, just like total crap. I, I didn't even dare to play it because there were going to be many, many losses with that deck. Um, I tried to go with like a dragon idea a little bit with it, but that didn't quite work. So then I went more like, you know, a quasi control bomb thing. It uh, also didn't look real great. I th- I think it's just going to be pretty crap altogether, but I did try. I did try to put a deck together. I think I'm going to go – I thought about Mage and trying to do, like, take a little bit from, like, the first week with our – the uh, Starliner Mage and just try to do a bunch of fun stuff with, like, Conj and, and that kind of ideas. I think maybe just Hunter. I might just go with Hunter. That was my, that was my first gut was just build up a, a Hunter deck with all the fun Hunter cards and just do something like that because – you do two damage a turn, and that's always good. So yeah, I didn't even start theory crafting aside from uh, pledging last week not to play rogue. So uh, I'll I'll try and see if I can build something up over the weekend, and we'll have uh, real stuff to present for uh, next week. 
I did think about building Rogue just to beat you with Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> you you would earn that absolutely. So, oh, and I, speaking of Rogue, I did try to play some Hook Tusk Rogue when I was uh, in the middle of my fall. Off topic here, but I had to tell, share the story. And I played five or six games of it. Didn't draw a Hook Tusk once. <laughs> it was just. And you don't draw Hook Tusk in that deck. It's a really bad deck. I don't know what it is with Rogue. The epics and legendaries just get heavy and fall to the bottom of the deck. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it for today. Uh, first things first, a huge thank you to Enthralamon for putting together the art for this show. He doesn't want payment, just more friends. So send him a friend request in Hearthstone. His Battle.net ID is Enthralamund number 1808 that's e-n-t-h r-a-l-i-m-u-n-d sorry i have bad eyesight i should make that font larger <laughs> also i always want more friends uh magooch m-c-g-o-o-t-c-h number 1822 especially if you're on eu and asia i have no friends on asia and i have watch and uh 80 gold quests piling up all the time that I, I have to reroll and it hurts. So you can check us out at www.squelchcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at squelchcast. You can email us at squelchcast at gmail.com. And please give us a quest by sending a tweet or an email to the show. Do you think you can do a better job of announcing Dano versus Magooch? think anyone could after this week give <laughs> to us by sending us the best recording of Dano versus Makooch. No argument. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, Hero Power Show. Um, I'm still affiliated with them, even though I'm not appearing on them as much as I used to. Weekends are hard. They they record Sunday or Saturdays usually now, uh, and usually they have their show out by Monday. Uh, listen to the show. It's a good show, and I produce for them. Uh, I'm in any Hearthstone Discord, so say hi. I'm in the like, Hearthstone Discord. I haven't discovered it yet. And uh, follow me on Twitter, Matt at Arms, M A T T at Arms. Uh, yeah, that's it. Literally, he's in every Hearthstone Discord. Like, if you're in a Hearthstone Discord, he's there. I may not say much, but I'm usually in, I'm in about, I feel like I'm in just about every Hearthstone Discord, and it's sad. You know what? You're not in the Minnesota Hearthstone Hearthstone Discord, Gordon. Well, so. I'm, well, I've, like I said, I haven't discovered it yet. <laughs> that will be remedied quickly, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you every, uh, very much, everyone. And remember, this is a game, and games are supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm.